Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. I'm your host, Paul Gator, for the next hour. We're going to be talking sports and having fun doing that with all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. Send messages to the show on Twitter at go for again. And while you're there, at go for again on Twitter, give me a follow. G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Also, hit us up on the website, go for again sports.com. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by former NBA player Tracy Murray. We're going to talk NBA Finals, of course. Also, we're going to be joined by Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill. And, of course, we're going to talk some NBA Finals. And as we go throughout the course of this show, of course, we're going to talk NBA Finals and a lot of it. And let's get right down to it. Last night, Obviously, it's the matchup that we've all been waiting for. Obviously, it's the matchup that we all wanted. Obviously, it was the matchup that we all thought we were going to see. I mean, I knew, and it doesn't take much of a genius to, to say who we thought were going to, who was going to be in the NBA Finals. Number one, everybody knew. It was not a secret. There's no secret whatsoever. We knew that the Golden State Warriors had the best team in the Western Conference. We knew that the Cleveland Cavaliers had the best team in the Eastern Conference. So we knew eventually these two teams were going to collide in the NBA Finals. Would we have liked to see, uh, or like to see, excuse me, a little more resistance from other teams within the Eastern Conference, within the Western Conference? Sure. But at the end of the day, even though we wanted it, even though we thought we we, we, we deserved it, I guess, on some level, we didn't get it. And what we got was a bunch of blowouts. What we got was a not-so-very-exciting NBA playoff. And we're, we're hoping for, obviously, this is the main event. This is the two best teams 
in the league playing. You don't always get that in all sports. And, and the reality is when it comes to the NBA, the two best teams usually get there, and the best team usually wins. The, the best team usually wins in the NBA. That's not the case in the NFL. That's not the case in baseball. It's not the case in hockey. Baseball, you can hide a hot, a hot rotation, pitching rotation, and you can win the World Series. Hockey, you can ride a hot goaltender, and you can win the World Series. I mean, uh, the Stanley Cup. The NFL, you can be just a hot team, ride a hot quarterback or a hot defense, and get your way all the way to the Super Bowl and win it all. You can do those things in the NFL. You can do those things in hockey. Very difficult to do those things in the, in, in the NBA. It just doesn't happen. The best team usually wins more often than not. And that's what's going to be this year, that best team. And before this series started, I had Cleveland losing in six. I had Golden State winning this thing in six. I, I just thought there was no way a, a team with Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, a, a team with that level of talent, there was no way that particular team will lose four out of seven games to, to anybody. Boring injury. Now, you know, obviously if God forbid Kevin Durant goes down or if, if Steph Curry goes down or Clay Thompson goes down, Draymond Green goes down, maybe it changes things. But if 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 all things being equal, everybody being healthy, if, if Durant stays healthy, if, if all the big guys stay healthy, I don't see how Golden State can lose this series. First off, you look at the Cavaliers. And I know last night you didn't get anything out of anybody else but your big three, whether it's uh, Darren Williams, whether it's Kyle Korver, whether it's Amon Shumpert, whether it's J.R. Smith. You didn't get anything from those guys, Tristan Thompson as well. You didn't get what you needed to get from those guys in order for you to be successful. Didn't get it. And so ultimately, because you didn't get it, you struggle. And here's the thing about role players. They don't always travel. So that's always a difficult thing. When you turn the ball over 20 times, to a team that's averaging 119 points in these playoffs per game, you're going to have a hard time winning. When you don't protect the basketball and you give runouts to Kevin Durant and, and, and Steph Curry and those guys, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. And, and Cleveland hung around a little bit. They hung around a little bit. But that third quarter, Golden State started to bust it open, and they kind of took off from there and dominate it from there. Your two big guys, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, did their thing. Durant, 38. Steph, 28. But everybody else struggled. Draymond, 3 from 12. Uh, Clay Thompson, 3 for 16. You know, 6 for 28 combined between Green and Clay Thompson. And so when you... 
don't have those guys doing what they need to do, obviously you need other players to step up. But Golden State didn't need that last night because first and foremost, their two big guns played big-time basketball. And secondly, this team defended. And you forced the LeBron James into eight turnovers. That's defense. You're, def- you're defending. You didn't let anybody named LeBron, Love, or Irving beat you. That's defending. You held Cleveland, a team that's putting up a whole bunch of points per game, under 100, 91 to be exact. So defensively, you did what you needed to do. Klay Thompson did what he needed to do. Didn't score. But based off of what happened last night, they didn't even do that. They didn't even score. They needed him to defend and defend straight up. And, and, you know, limit LeBron, limit J.R. Smith. And I saw him switched on Kevin Love at one point, uh, Klay Thompson. So you got what you need out of Klay Thompson. You got what you need out of Draymond Green. And you got what you need out of that defense. And so obviously now 113-91, obviously you win game one. And I'm just looking at this series. And first and foremost, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I really don't. And I don't want to get caught up in one game because it is, in fact, just one game. And we all know what happened last year. Golden State was up two games to nothing. And they were up 3-1 at one point in that series. So I know what happened last year. I know what transpired last year. I know. But somehow, some way, this seems just a little different. And I know that Golden State team won 73 last year. I know that Golden State team was big time. I know Steph Curry was big time. I know, you know, Steph Curry put up big-time numbers. I I know all that. I know all that. And, and again, he did have some struggles along the way. But Steph Curry was big-time. Golden State was big-time. I get all that. But this team has gotten better. And the reason they've gotten better is because of KD, Kevin Durant. If you remember last year, the first two games, Golden State won by 15 in game one. And in game two, Golden State won by 33 points. Blew them out. Beat them down. Wasn't close. Run away. And so, and you also remember last year, let's be honest, Cleveland did benefit from Draymond Green getting suspended. That helped. That didn't hurt. That helped. So it helped that Draymond Green was on the sideline uh, in game number five. That helped. I will say this, and obviously, you know, it is what it is, the format. But Cleveland also benefited from, so I think if it was a 2-3-2 format, I don't think Golden State would have lost two times in a row in their home, in their gym. And I know they lost ultimately. I know they lost game five in their building. And I know they lost um, game six, I mean, game seven in their building. But it was separated between game six. Game six was in Cleveland. So that, that whole thing was separated a little bit. I don't think two consecutive games in Golden State, I don't think Cleveland could have won that. I really don't. But that's neither here nor there. But if you look at the first two games, they two were blowouts. They two were not close. 
And after game two, we thought these finals were over. And all the excuses that people were making for LeBron in terms of him not having his guns, all his guns, you know, all those excuses, people were like, well, we, 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 they have everything. And they have everything now. There's no excuses at this point. And so get on what to get on. But ultimately, ultimately, LeBron was able to do something special, and LeBron was able to get his team back and ultimately win a championship. Down three games to one and, and just made an improbable, impressive, incredible comeback. But I will say this. This year seems different. And again, as I said before, if, if everything is equal, if, if Kevin Durant stays healthy, if everybody stays healthy, I don't know how Cleveland does it. And if you saw yesterday, you saw defensive lapses. And I don't know if it was more so defensive lapses or choices that people had to make. You know, I play with J.R. Smith. He made the choice of going to Steph Curry at the three-point line and let that lane wide open for KD to dunk it home. And there was another instance where Kyrie had the same situation. He chose Steph, and Kevin Durant went right down the lane for a jam. And so choices were made. And the process of making choices, guys got layups. And, and, and it comes to the whole thing of picking your poison. Pick your poison. Do you want Durant to dunk it? Do you want Steph Curry to have an open three? What do you want? And obviously percentages will tell you give Steph to three and limit the dunk. Percentages will tell you that. But obviously Steph Curry, percentages will tell you he's got a good shot at making an open three-pointer. He really does. He has a good shot. So it's all about pick your poison. And so in picking your poison, obviously either Durant's going to get off, either – Steph Curry's going to get off. And oh, by the way, and I'm not more so talking about Draymond. I'm talking about Klay Thompson. You know, are, are we going to see another game where Klay Thompson's 0 for 5 from the arc? Are we going to see another game where Klay Thompson finishes 3 for 16 for the game? Or are, are we going to see another game like that? That's unlikely as well. So, I think if we if we want to talk about what's more likely to happen, what's more likely to happen is that Klay Thompson is going to get out of his 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 shooting slump. That's more likely to happen. That's more likely to happen than say Kyle Korver playing well, or or to say Darren Williams playing well, or, or to say even um you know Jay well or J.R. Smith playing well for that matter. You know, if if I had to bank on on any of these two players getting it done, I'm going to bank on Clay Thompson over J.R. Smith. That's who I'm banking with. That that that's who I'm going with. Because obviously, before that game, well, Clay had some struggles. Clay has had some struggles over the past couple of games. Three for thirteen against the Spurs in that closeout game. And obviously three for 16 last night. But before that, he had 17 points against the Spurs in game 
five. No, I'm sorry, game three. And then even before that, four for 10 and then a two for 11. So, I mean, he has some moments where he has not been that great in terms of shooting the basketball. He's also had some moments, obviously, where he's been incredible. I mean, this is a guy who had a 30-point quarter in a game. So I'm betting that Klay Thompson is going to get right. That's I'm betting that Klay Thompson will get right. So that doesn't necessarily bode well for Cleveland. That doesn't bode well for Cleveland. And so it's going to be interesting to see what Cleveland can do in game two. And obviously Ty Lue and those boys are going to have to make some type of adjustments. And that's why they get paid the big bucks. That's why they get paid the big money to make big-time adjustments. They're going to have to make some big-time adjustments if they want to turn this if they want to turn this series around. And again, it's only one game. And, and many things change. A lot of things change in a series. One game can change it all. One game. One game can change it all. And so is this series over? I mean, I think Golden State's going to win. I think Golden State's going to win. But, 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 I'm not here to dismiss Cleveland either. I'm not here to dismiss LeBron James. I'm not here to dismiss Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and Ty Lue. I'm not here to dismiss those guys. I'm not. But I will. Say that it's going to be difficult, very difficult, an uphill battle for the Cavaliers if they want to win this series. You're listening to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that the Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat, and the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but. That doesn't mean anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs come, it doesn't mean anything. I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, (laughs) too, man. (laughs) Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that, you know, we know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you. You you have a pedigree. (laughs) We see what you can do. We've seen it. (laughs) I would never bring my wife around, too. I yeah, just don't know what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. That's all right. <laughs> That's not Roxy. <laughs> That's called brother. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're Thanks. very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> so- and we're back. Go for it. Paul Gann here talking sports, having fun doing it. We're about to bring in a guy now. He's played in the NBA Finals. He's won an NBA title. So he knows a lot about the NBA and knows a lot about the sport of basketball. Let's bring him in now. Former NBA star, Tracy Murray. Tracy. Hey. How are you? How's it going? Doing good, well. Good. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me on, Paul. For sure. So let, let's get right down to it. Game one. Okay. All about Golden State. Durant, Curry, carried the load, 
It's only one game, but Golden State really looked good. How should we view game one? I'll tell you what, there was a message that was sent, you know, with uh, the way Durant came out there, the way Golden State came out there. They were real business-like. It's almost like last year's finals was fresh in their mind. And uh, they, they really came out and took care of business. You can tell how hungry Durant is. And uh, the biggest question to me going forward is, where is the supporting cast of Cleveland? You got you got Kyrie, you got LeBron, and even Kevin Love was was big on the boards and had a couple buckets. But but what is that supporting cast that was doing so well throughout the playoffs? Where are they? Where when are they going to step up? They went out and got people during the All Star break and trade deadlines, uh, and 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 they have yet to step up in this series yet. And I know it's only one game. But this is what you play for. You know, this is when you, you lay it all on the line. This is when there's no tomorrow. This is the end of the season, the last series. This is not the time to disappear. Right. And they disappeared. But you know who else disappeared? Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. I mean, in terms of the offensive end, oh. six for 28 from the field, yeah. Warriors still win by 22. How should we view yeah, six for 28? Out of Draymond and Clay, well, well, I mean, should Cleveland be well, the, afraid? I think so. I mean, they should be thankful that those two disappeared for this game, <laughs> you know, and, and get pounded like that. Could you imagine if they didn't disappear? It would have been a forty-point route. <laughs> You're right, and I, I just look at it. And, and again, I know it's only one game, and I, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Because we we saw last year, you know, Golden State won the first two. Golden State was up three games to one. I, I get all that. But Kevin Durant was not there last year. And, and to me, exactly. he is what makes them special. So what adjustments can Cleveland make? <laughs> well, I mean, there was four turnovers for Golden State and 20 turnovers for, for Cleveland. I mean, they can do a better job of taking care of the basketball. Uh, and, you know, and when you have a fast break, you got to decide on if you're going to give up a dunk or a three-point shot. And they gave up a lot of easy dunks and layups to Durant just coming down the down the uh, court by himself. And it's like back in the day, we're taught to stop the basketball in the fast break and deal with somebody shooting a three-point shot. But Golden State shoots so well from the three-point line you saw J.R. Smith run past Durant, and Durant had the ball <laughs> to run the Curry into the corner. And it just, to me, there's a lot of things that don't make sense in my day, but in this day and age, it makes sense. So uh, I, I just think they need to eliminate some of the easy baskets. Right. We're talking to former NBA star Tracy Murray. So, yes, they need to limit the easy baskets, but it, just watching it, I mean, J.R. Smith, he picked his poison. He chose to let Kevin yes, Durant go for the dunk. So, I mean, I know, you know, it's as easy as they have to stop the easy baskets, but can they really do it? Well, that, that's when it comes to, you know, taking care of the basketball. No quick shots and don't turn the ball over. I mean – J.R. Smith was, was picking this poison because he was back there on the three-on-two, three-on-one break. So he had to pick his poison. Now, if they get good shots and and, uh, and make some of them, 
and take care of the basketball, there's not going to be as many pick-your-poison situations on a fast break. So um, they have to take care of the ball, take quality, good, good quality shots, and, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may after that. Who would you have winning this series coming into it? No question I had Golden State winning it. But I, I wanted to at least have five or six games. But I'll tell you what, the way how good Golden State looked that first game, and I know King James is going to, you know, rally the troops and he's going to come back strong. But, I mean, Durant is the X factor. And and, and sure. I just – maybe they steal one game. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there at the four and five game. You know, I'm hoping for five games because I work game five, <laughs> just to be a little <laughs> selfish. But – but uh, I mean, it's it's really tough to to go against what Golden State's got going right now. Yeah, I mean it is, and and I feel almost like a prisoner of the moment in saying that Golden State could sweep this series. But I just Kevin Durant is like you said. I mean, he's special, and to have Kevin yeah. Durant flanked by Draymond Green, flanked by Klay Thompson, flanked by Steph Curry. I mean, it's just—it's it's a scary proposition. It is. I mean, if you look at the starting lineup, there's no starting lineup like theirs. But I was thinking that maybe Golden State, with the moves—I mean, with Cleveland, the moves that they made—that their bench would come through and be a little bit stronger. I thought they were a little deeper, but they're—they're proving that the starting lineup is just too powerful for the, even their bench. I know you talked about the three-point shot. You are a sniper in your day. How would Tracy Murray love – how would he be in this era of basketball? I know he would love it. I'll probably be a max player in this, <laughs> in this day and age, you know, because shooting, shooting is a premium. You know, Dale right. Curry would be a max player. I mean, Dale Ellison, Larry Bird was a max player anyway, but, I mean, just think of how much money guys would be making if you can shoot the basketball nowadays. I mean, Ray Allen would be a max player. I mean – Reggie Miller is as great as he was, and as much as he's a Hall of Famer, he'll be making two hundred million dollars or one hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> you know, compared to, you know, just now, now he made franchise money because he's a franchise player. But for most of us, we were we were just you know a higher gun. You know, we're getting you know nice little middle of the range, you know, salary. But if it was all of us in this day and age, we you know of course we will get that upper echelon salary. Do you like it? Uh, I, I, I like to see I, – I like, I'm a little selfish. I like seeing shoot and shoot. But then at the same time, I, I like to see good basketball too. And, and sometimes you see non-shooters taking the three-point shot because of the style of play that analytics have, have, have really taken over. And everybody's saying take the three, it's a, you know, even a smaller – uh, a percentage in three will make up for the two or, or you take the dunk or you get fouled and go to the free throw line. It's like it's creating ugly basketball for those who cannot play that style again. Right. It eliminates the big man, you know. So there's a lot of things where the game has changed. And, and sometimes, it's, you know, you think, okay, maybe it's changed for the better. Yeah, if you're a perimeter player, it has. But, <laughs> but your bigs are now undervalued. And, and they're not even used anymore. And it's really sad that you eliminate positions out there. We're talking to former NBA star Tracy Murray. So you see the way Steph Curry shoots it. And obviously we know how you shot it. Is Curry the best shooter ever? 
the reason why I say yes, and and, and I'm, I'm and, and I'm I'm a guy with a lot of pride, and and I'm saying yes because he shoots it off the dribble, like we all shot it in a catch and shoot situation. Right. I mean, it's incredible how he shoots off the dribble. I mean, he can shoot it after his twentieth dribble, and it's like it's like a a, a rhythm of a one bounce pull up. You know, it's and he shoots it with range off the dribble. He he. Yesterday, he brought the ball up the middle on a break and pulled from about 30 and, and dropped it in a fast break situation. It's like, it's incredible to shoot the ball like that off the dribble. Definitely. And to me, that's what separates him, his ability to do it off the dribble. That, I mean, that's it's just what separates him because, yeah, because most of us, Reggie, Dale Curry, myself, Ray Allen, a lot of us use one, two, three dribbles, uh, separation or escape dribbles to get your shot off, step back to a three-point shot, something like that. But he can do it off of pick and rolls, bring the ball up the floor, uh, uh, situations where he'll have an isolation that he's making the defense dance and find some separation after maybe the 10th dribble and, and drops it. It's like he shoots it off the dribble like that, like, like we do in, in a one or two, three dribble rhythm. And it's, it's incredible. So let me ask you this. I mean, switching gears a little bit. You saw a lot of Lonzo Ball. You were the color commentary, mm-hmm. commentator, right. me, for the radio broadcast of UCLA basketball. What can we expect from Lonzo Ball on the next level? If, if you guys are expecting him to go get 25, 30 points a game, that's not going to happen. He, he may, you know, get it, you know, every now and then. But he's the type of guy that he's like a Magic Johnson, man. He's going to make everybody else on his team better. He'd rather win the game than to be the guy that goes out and get 30 a game and lose. You're going to, you're going to see him. He's a total team guy first. And I, I think that's valuable, especially in this day and age, to, to value the team first, put them first in, in a me society where everybody's trying to get paid. He's going to get his money because he's going to win championships because he's making everybody else better. So you expect big things? I expect big things, you know, and, and, and people are going to look at it like, man, he's only averaging like 15 points a game. What's the big deal? That's not the big deal. It's 15, 10 or 11 assists, 7 or 8 rebounds, couple steals, and you win. That's the big deal. Now, you spent some time, obviously, around the UCLA team. We all know the talk about LeVar Ball, and, you know, he does likes mm-hmm. to do a lot of talking. Quite frankly, I mean, I respect a man, a, a father that's in the life of his child and, and prominently in the child's life, so I respect that. But should teams be afraid of LeVar Ball? No, because he didn't get in the way of what UCLA was doing, so – you know, expect him not to get in the way of whatever an NBA team is doing. The only thing you have to worry about with LeVar Ball is going on these shows and talking. That's that's okay. what you're going to see out of him. You know, that's that's you know, if, if there's a question that's going to be asked of him, and you know, maybe maybe things are not going as well as it should. You know, he's going to point it out. He's not going to sugarcoat it. Now, that's the only thing you got to worry about with LeVar Ball. But you're not going to have to worry about him coming in the office and say, look, you need to do this for my son. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. You know, yeah, he talks that on air, but he, he, he's never 
interfered with UCLA basketball in that manner, and I don't think he'll do it on the NBA level. Sounds good. We're talking to former NBA star Tracy Murray. Tracy, I got to ask you this. Back, we had Kenny Smith who said that the 1994 Houston Rockets would have beaten Jordan's Bulls. Well, you were a part yeah. of the 1995 Houston Rockets. Ultimately, you played the Orlando Magic, who eliminated the Bulls. But that was 45 mm -hmm. Michael Jordan. That wasn't 23 Michael Jordan. The 95 Rockets, how would they have fared against those Jordan Bulls? I think we would have beaten them as well because you have pretty much the same team there, but you, you minus a, a Otis Thorpe and you add a Clyde Drexler, a hungry right. Clyde Drexler, I might add. You know, he was extremely hungry and, and, and wanted to win that championship. He can smell it from the from the trade deadline. He can smell it, and he really turned it up when people thought he was done. For sure. So you feel like you guys would have beat him yeah. six, seven games. I think so. Uh, between six and seven, I think so, because we beat them during the normal, during the regular season. Right. We, we just matched up with them pretty doggone good. We had that one monster in the middle they couldn't match up with. Right. Hakeem Olajuwon. Nobody could match up with him. Let me ask you about Hakeem. You, you, had, you had the double team, and then you had all the snipers around. Right. Let me ask you about Hakeem. I mean, during that 94 and 1995, you know, I don't – Akeem was a special player in his, in his own right. I don't want to say he was Jordan-like, but he was very dominant during that two-year run, you know, ultimately winning it in 94 and winning it in 95. How special was Akeem during those two years, especially the year you played with him? I would say Jordan-like during that time. During those two years, I would say Jordan-like. I've seen him destroy the MVP of the, year, of the league that year. Right. When David Robinson got that MVP trophy – Dream averaged close to 40 points a game on him that series. Absolutely destroyed him. He was the most unstoppable player I've seen other than Jordan in the league during that time. He was special. He, he was special. He was doing some very special things. I mean, it, it, was, was, a it was a nice run. Too. He, Say it he again. Was a he, he, he was a counterpuncher. He had every read for every defense that came at him. He knew what to do. Definitely. And, and to your point, like you said, he got it to everybody. You doubled Akeem, he, he hit Vernon, he hit Drexler, he hit Tracy Murray. You know what I mean? He hit who he, he needed to hit. He made the right hit. play. He made the right play, the correct play every time. For sure. So, end of the day, back to the NBA Finals before we get out of here. Is it Golden State in five or six, maybe even a sweep? Yeah. Uh, I, I would say, I would say five games. I'm, I'm hoping Cleveland get at least one at home. Okay. Um, but I guarantee you, if they lose game three at home and they lost both at Golden State, it's going to be a sweep. Okay. All right. So, you know, I, I know it's hard to to I know it's hard to eliminate teams that are fighting for their lives, but there's some guys on that team that I think will tap out. Okay. You want to name names? I don't know. There's just some guys on that team that I'm not sold on, and, and they're relying on them, you know, to to uh, to do a lot of things. And, and it's like, you know, like like the Kyle Korver trade. It made sense for people, you know, thinking that you know LeBron's gonna get double, triple teamed. And but look what he did the first game. 
one of six. Right. He only Control. got one job out there, shoot the basketball. No one expects him to be a great defender, but his job is to knock down shots. Could Tracy Murray roll out of bed and, and play with LeBron and, and hit those shots? Tracy Murray couldn't do it right now if he wanted to because <laughs> I wouldn't pass the physical because of my hip replacement. So, it's, it's, you know, in my mind, I always believe I can, but physically there's no way I can. For sure. So, fans, make sure you hit this man up on Twitter, Real Tracy Murray. Hit this man up on Twitter. And hopefully, hopefully, you said you'll be covering game five, right? Yeah, hopefully. That's why I want Cleveland to win. Uh, at least one of those games in game in the four games, so I can work game five. And I'm, I'm one of the uh, guys that do post game in, in Los Angeles after after national goes off. So okay. I will be on ABC seven uh, after after the national feed goes off. So let's hope, let's pray. You guys out in LA will get to see my man Tracy Murray after game five. We we shall see. Well, hey. Kyle Corbett hit some shots. They're going. You might see me, and, and I'm pulling for Kyle Corbett because he's a shooter. You know, right. he's a doggone good shooter. That's what he's got to do. He's got to step up with confidence and knock down shots. I'm not slamming him because, you know, because he's shooting bad. I'm 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 saying this because I believe that he can be a, an impact in the series if he does his job. Definitely, and, and we'll see if he does his job come game two, Tracy. Absolute pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the best. Would love to do it again. Oh, all the time. Whenever you want to do it. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Take care. You too. Former NBA star, Tracy Murray, giving his thoughts on the NBA Finals. Should be interesting. We're going to bring another guy now. You know, you've heard this man's voice many a times on this air. You know, we, we talk a lot of basketball with this man. It's always a good time. Always a good time. Let's bring him in now. Ryder University assistant basketball coach, Marlon Gill. Marlon. My man, my man. What's happening? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. Shout, shout out to Tracy Murray, man. I was a big time uh, Tracy Murray fan growing up as a kid. You know, watching them UCLA games on Channel 2 out here in New York, man. I enjoyed watching Tracy Murray play, man. For sure, he's a big-time sniper. Big-time sniper. Beautiful stroke. So let me ask you this. Sure. I mean, we, yep. I, you know, obviously talking to you off the air, you had Golden State in five. I had Golden State in six. And I hate to be a prisoner of the moment, just like I was telling Tracy Murray. I, I hate to be a prisoner of the moment. I hate to get caught up in one game. I hate to do it because I know how fast these these series can change. But, man, I just saw too much of having to pick your poison. I just saw too much of Kevin Durant being special. I just saw too much of everything that Golden State has. And, oh, by the way, Draymond and, and Clay Thompson didn't even show up. How should we view game one, in your opinion? Uh, ooh, ooh. It, it was a, uh, it, it was a tough 15 minutes to watch. Uh, or I take that back. A tough 27 minutes to watch. You know, you figure 
end of that first half, the start of that third quarter was rough if you're a Cavs fan, and it just never got any better. Uh, the, the thing that makes Golden State so tough is that, you know, transition defense is very important. And as coaches, you know, we teach our guys, and, and I'm sure a, a lot of basketball guys that listen to you can attest to this, we teach our guys to stop the ball in transition and then protect the basket second. Well, the Warriors do just the opposite. You know, they run in transition and they all spot up to the three-point line. That's not easy to guard because when you've got a guy in last night, they had a play where KD's pushing the ball. And then there's another play where Draymond's pushing it. Steph can push the ball. So it's not easy to just pick up the ball and then guard the uh, the paint like, you, like you're taught to do. Golden State does just the opposite. And I, I thought Cleveland had a good game plan in stopping the transition three, but then what happens is you give up the layup, which you're not supposed to give up. Uh, so, you know, I think you saw Durant get a couple of dunks in transition. So it, it's tough to figure out, like, okay, how do we pick our poison, especially with the way that uh, they were clicking last night. And I thought the Cavs did a horrible job on, on the offensive glass. Uh, Golden State got a lot of second-chance opportunities, and, and they, they made the Cavs pay for it, uh, you know. But there's no reason why a guy like Steph Curry should be getting offensive rebounds over guys like Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and, and guys like that. It just shouldn't happen. Uh, you know, Curry is 6'2", at best. Those guys are 6'7", 6'8". It just shouldn't happen. Uh second chance opportunities, guarding the three. And, you know, Golden State just played a hell of a game on on the offensive end. Four turnovers for the entire game. I, I wish my guys would do that. We sometimes <laughs> get four turnovers in the first five possessions of the game. You know, so when Golden State's playing like that, it's just going to be hard to beat them. For sure. And, and, and to also, you also have to point out, we also have to point out that Cleveland had 20 turnovers. And obviously, when you have that many turnovers, you know, you're giving Golden State some easy, easier opportunities, obviously some easy opportunities with those KD dunks and, and things of that nature. So, obviously, you got to protect the ball just a smidge better. And, and I don't want, again, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but is this series over? I'm not going to say it's over because – Cavs have a guy that wears number 23. And for some reason, there's some guys that wear the number 23 that can just work magic. Um, so, you know, I'm never going to bet against LeBron James. Uh, you know, what he did last night, you know, look at it this way. He had 28 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. And I know people are going to talk about the turnovers the band almost had another triple-double last night. I think he's just got to get help. You know, I know Kyrie had 24. Uh, you know, I don't think Kevin Love showed up. And I'm going to say this for the first time on your show, because I've been very 
selective with how I went about doing this for my own uh, being. And, and Tracy brought up a good point with this. There's a couple guys that are cold. I'm going to give you those guys that he didn't want to give. First up, <laughs> J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith did not. I haven't seen J.R. Smith play since last year's NBA Finals. I, I know he's had a lot of stuff going on off the court. I, I get that, but they need him to, to make shots and, and be a presence in the game. You know, I, I watched him last night. There were a couple plays where, on the defensive end, where he just watched the ball, and, and the ball went through the basket by the time he knew what was going on. That's unacceptable, you know, for a team that's trying to win a championship. They're going to need him uh, to make shots and have somewhat of a pulse on the defensive end. That's number one. Number two, Iman Shumpert. Got to go. Not good enough. You know, <laughs> if you watched them last night, they, could, could the Cavs, I mean, could the Warriors play any further off of him when he got the ball up on the perimeter? He got to make him pay, and he didn't do that defensively. I know that's his thing. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be a defensive guy. I didn't see that from him. I didn't see that from him in the Boston series. Uh, you know, talking with some of my guys out in Ohio, you know, I take, for example, and I think I might have said it on your show, uh, the play against Boston where Avery Bradley gets the shot to win the game, Four to two culprits on that play. J.R. Smith, Iman So if, if I'm the, the Warriors, I know who to go at on their roster. I'm going at those two guys. I'm going at Kyrie a little bit because I know he doesn't want to dis- defend as much. You know, and, and I just think that those two guys in particular on the defensive end have to step up. You know, we have this saying, and, you know, the guys on my team are guilty of this a little bit. I'll hear them walking around my office, and, and Paul, they'll be yelling every rap song you can think about. But when we get to that court, nobody will see a peep. And I think the Cavs are like that right now, after game one. you know. And I know that they can turn it around because you look at how they've gone through the course of these playoffs, and you know, when they've had, it, had the need to turn it up, they turn it up. So I'm hoping they do that for game two. Here's my only concern in terms of the Cavs and turning this thing around. I, I, you know, I was looking at, you know, some of the numbers and, and they're the defensive numbers. And I, and I looked at the Indiana series. You know, they swept Indiana. But Indiana did average 108 points per game in that series. You know, ultimately, they swept Toronto. But Toronto did average over 100 points per game in that series. And Kyle Lowry, what, missed the last two games of the series. And so I'm saying all that to say this. I mean, I know Cleveland defensively has played slightly better in these playoffs, but the more I'm watching, the more I think about it, I don't know defensively if Cleveland can really match up with Golden State. You might be right. You know, I know this. They keep giving up 100 points to the Warriors. This one might be over in four. Right. Right. And, and, you know, obviously, Indiana, Paul George, you, you know, you, you have that, Jeff Teague and those guys. But, I mean, it, it pales in comparison to Kevin Durant and 
and, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. I mean, I don't know. I, it's just obviously there's a lot of basketball to be played. And again, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. We're talking Ryder University's assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill. So adjustments. I mean, obviously they have to, you know, treat the ball a little better. But from your standpoint, is there any adjustment that Cleveland could possibly make? Oh, no, for sure. I mean, as a coach, there's always things that you can look at after watching the tape, and I'm sure, you know, Jerron Lewis and his staff, you know, they'll do a good job. I mean, he's got a good staff. Uh, and Mike Lombardi, uh, Larry Drew, and, and the rest of those guys, man, who've been around, and, you know, they know what it takes to, to win. So I think first – and it's going against the grain of what they do a little bit, but I probably slow the game down a little more, lessen the possessions. Uh, so try to get it more of a half court game rather than an up and down game, because although Cleveland likes to play up and down and push the ball in transition, you're playing right into the Warriors' hands, and you know unfortunately they have better offensive guys. Than Right. So you got to find a way to, to, to neutralize that. So you slow the game down and, you know, try to try to junk it up like how the, the Eastern Conference used to be. You know, okay. instead of making it a 100 to 115 point game, you know, you got to make it in that 88 to 95 range. And, and, and that, that helps you out. Uh, defensively, got to get better, like I stated earlier. Transition, pick up the ball earlier point, talk, but whatever it is uh, you got to do. And, and then I, I almost go with this notion. You go with what you did last year to make Harrison Barnes the guy to beat you. I'm going to say you make Clay Thompson beat you. You know, he hasn't played well, you know, you can say all season. You know, uh, he's been affected by the addition of Kevin Durant, but you make him the guy to beat you. Uh, and if he's making shots, you tip your hat off to him because you're trying to stop the other three guys uh, that can keep going uh, for them. Uh, you, you know, I, like I said, I, I talked with my guys in Ohio earlier, um, and, and we were talking about, I said, it's a little different. You know, number 35 is not number 40 from last year. So it's a little right. different. You, you know, you, you got to be able to, to adjust what, that's what I would do. I, I would make Clay Thompson beat me and, and see what happens. And, and, and saying that, like, you got to take a large gulp when you when you say let Clay Thompson beat you. And, and again, like I said, with that team, it's obviously pick your poison. Man, that's a tough poison to pick. I mean, I, I, and I know to your point, maybe he didn't have the year that he had last year, but ah. That, that I think that's that tells you how good this Golden State Warriors team is when, when you're saying let Clay Thompson beat you, you know. And I think, and that's one of the reasons I can't see anybody beating this team four times out of seven, and and that includes the Cleveland Cavaliers. But we shall see. I mean, what do you expect in Game Two? I mean, I, I expect Cleveland to play better. Obviously, you expect some of those role players to play a little better. Maybe even a couple of the guys that you called out, J.R. Smith and Amon Shumper, maybe they'll play a little better as well. But 
What do you expect out of Cleveland in game two? Are we going to have a better game? I would say so. I mean, if you look at LeBron's uh, career, you know, game one has always been a tough one, but he's, a, he's been able to bounce back. And I'll, I'll be honest, if he limits the turnovers, there's your bounce back right there. I mean, there, there were some plays last night where he got into the paint and, you know, threw the ball to a guy on the on the perimeter, and it was a turnover. Well, you know, we have this thing that, that we do with, with our guys, man, that if you jump in the air to pass and it doesn't get there, that's 50 uh, knee-high jumps that you got to do. You know, and, but now this is something he's been doing his entire career, so he can't stop now. But, you know, he's got to take better care of the basketball, uh, you know, which I think they will do. And I, I think J.R. Smith will make some shots. I think uh, Kevin Love will, will make shots. Uh, you know, Tracy brought up a good point. Kyle Culver has got to make shots. You know, I think he was over from the top of the key three times and shots that go in, you know, maybe you say it's game one jitters, first time being in the finals, but you have to make those shots. You know, that's what they brought you there for. Uh, so, you know, if they can make some shots, you know, seeing the ball goes in makes you play a lot better on a defensive end, and I'm, I'm sure that that could happen. And hopefully, you know, for Cleveland's sake, it does. I, hopefully, for everybody's sake. I mean, this playoff, these playoffs, disappointment in terms of some of the matchups, and in terms of how things went. But I mean, hopefully, the finals could be a little better. I'm hoping for six. I might have to just hope for five, based off of what I saw yesterday. But again. A lot of things can happen. A lot of things can change, and we'll see what happens moving forward. We're talking to Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill. So, Marlon, the lottery happened. Boston gets the number one pick. Lakers get two. Philly gets three, so on and so forth. So let me ask you this. You're a GM. You're Danny Ainge. Who are you taking? Fultz, Ball, Tatum, uh, Dennis Smith Jr.? Who are you taking? If I'm the Celtics uh, GM, Danny Ainge, who's sitting on top of the world right now, the only thing that would have been better for him right now is probably making the NBA Finals. If I'm Danny Ainge, i trade that pick and get me a star player. i trade that pick and maybe get me Clay Thompson and an, and an additional pick, maybe two more picks. R- reason being... You still got Isaiah Thomas there. And we can say what we want. Celtics are good with Isaiah Thomas. They were better without him. Isaiah Thomas is a top 10 player in this league. You don't just get rid of that. You know, you add pieces around that, the right pieces. You know, is a guy like Markel Fultz good enough for the Celtics? Sure, but now you're kind of, if you take a guy like Fultz with the first pick of your Celtics, you're taking away from a guy like Marcus Smart, who can play the point. Terry Rozier can play the point if need be. Isaiah Thomas has the ball in his hands. So where does Markel Fultz or, or Alonzo Ball or, or Dennis Smith, who, you know, I'm a big Dennis Smith fan after seeing him play firsthand. Uh, Sports Center top, top three play 
of the year, in my opinion, against us this year. Um, you know, where do where does a guy like Pulse or the rest of these guys fit in with the Celtics roster? I'm I'm not quite sure. So that's why you know I, I trade that pick if I could for a Clay Thompson, maybe even a Paul George if I could get you know an assurance from him that, that he'll resign uh, and, and go from there. You, you know the Celtics have a good young nucleus. Uh, you know I, I honestly think that they're a shooter away from actually challenging the uh, Cavs for the Eastern Conference Championship. So I, I would trade the pick. You know, Clay Thompson would, would be a guy that I look at, and, and if that were to happen, if I'm Golden State, I'd take Lonzo Ball and take Step off the ball. And now I, I got Jason Kidd 2.0 with nothing but shooters around me. Warriors could win a championship the next three, four years in a row if they did that. Hello? Yep, I'm here. I'm here. Did I lose you guys? Yeah, we we got you back. Obviously, when it comes to Lonzo Ball, I mean, obviously the talk is about his dad and everything, but you feel like Lonzo Ball can be very special on the next level. With the right guys, I, I think he can. And that's why, you know, if you put him around guys that can shoot the ball, he's very effective. Uh, you know, like I said, the comparisons to Jason Kidd are, are there because he does have an IQ, and, and he's a pass-first point guard. Uh, wants to get guys the ball, get guys shots, you, you know. So you, you, you can always use that, and, and he can make shots, you know. For as ugly as his shot is, he can make shots. So it's not a bad thing to have, and, and you know, if he pushes the ball, he's going he's gonna to get guys the rock. So, and, you know, I, I know he's getting a lot of scrutiny off the court because of his dad, but one thing I'll say is this. I couldn't even tell you what Lonzo Ball sounds like. I've never heard him <laughs> speak. But that's not a bad thing. Right. That's not a bad thing. You, you know, you, you let your game do your talking. Unfortunately or fortunately, you know, he, he's got his dad in his corner, and, and you know, as parents, we're always going to support our kids and things of that nature. But I, I wish them the best, man. But if that trade could go down, and not to say that it would, this is just me speculating here. If, if I was a GM, this is what I would do. But I, I work at Ryder, so we're not going to get too crazy. You know, I, I would try to get Lonzo Ball if, if I could. Uh, but it's got to be the right team. And I agree with, with your sentiment in terms of Ball. Felt like the Cavs were there, were there for the taking this year. I felt like Boston should have tried to get a Jimmy Butler, should have tried to get a Paul George, and maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Who knows? But I think they should try to move this pick and try to get their hands on a proven commodity. We'll see what that commodity might be. Marlon, we gotta get out of here. Appreciate it, man. As always, man. Thanks for having me. Take care. Ryder University, assistant basketball coach, Marlon Guild. Pleasure having him. I want to thank Tracy Murray for stopping by. 
You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, where you can listen to this show. Follow us on Twitter at Go4Gant. Go to the website, go4gantsports.com. For everybody here, go for it. Hope you have a great day. See you later. Take care. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.